everyone. Thank you for joining me today on the Divine Messages podcast. My name is Karina and I am a psychic medium out of Calgary, Alberta. Today's episode is all about psychic children. This is one of those topics that I get asked about a lot. And one of the reasons that I wanted to talk about it today is because I have two highly sensitive psychic children. Growing up for me, I felt really, really alone. I felt as if no one understood me at all. I was always so sensitive to energy and spirits, and I never had any support for all the crazy experiences that I had. I was so sensitive that I couldn't handle people fighting, watching the news, scary movies, or even large crowds. Even loud noises for me were like nails on a chalkboard. So school for me was so, so painful in so many ways. I was overwhelmed on a daily basis, so much so that I would shut down in class and just daydream. Most of my teachers would tell my parents that I never paid any attention at all and I was never fully present, and honestly I wasn't. I was the happiest when I was at home in my room in my little bubble, although when spirits started appearing to me that bubble began to burst as if I lived my life on eggshells, scared of even my own shadow. I had a really difficult time trusting people and always knew if someone was lying. I could sense if they didn't have the best intentions. I found though that people, especially strangers, would pour their hearts out to me. They would tell me their deepest, darkest secrets, like even adults, and somehow I just sat and listened to them. Imagine how weird that would be as a kid. I remember feeling the energy of places. Some I loved and felt, you know, very safe in, and others I felt completely terrified of and wanted out of there. And as I got to my teens, I started to numb that energy. I couldn't take that feeling of being overstimulated all the time. And so I started to drink alcohol. It was a temporary fix, one that helped me to just not feel anything anymore. And that is why I think this episode is so important to perhaps save our children from going down the same path that I did. My point is this, I never had anyone that I could turn to that could understand how I just knew things or that I saw spirits every day. And now having psychic children myself, I try to always validate them in every possible way that I can. When they were young, they would tell me that there was a scary man in the closet And instead of saying there was nothing there or there was nothing to be afraid of, I would say, okay, mommy's going to go and make them go away. And I would go and smudge and clear the room. There was one particular time when my son came running down the stairs in full-on fear. He said that there was a creepy man's voice on his walkie-talkie. I don't think I've ever seen him that scared, ever. So I went up to his room to listen, and sure enough... It was a negative spirit that was messing with it. Like it was so creepy, the sound that was coming out of it. And I went and told my husband right away and we grabbed our smudge kit and went and cleared it away. So you see, spirits can come through all sorts of electricity and having psychic children, they are way more susceptible to that kind of stuff. I needed to make sure that I didn't play it off as it was nothing. I needed to make sure that he knew that in fact it was real and that I was going to help make it go away. 
I knew my kids were really intuitive when they were very, very young. I could always see it in their eyes when they were uncomfortable around someone. I could always tell when they would have a meltdown that their auras were full from other people's energy. They would also just randomly say things to me about things that were about to happen, and they actually would happen. Or they would experience deja vu all the time, to the point where they would say, Mom, we've been here before, or we've done this before, and I knew that they actually hadn't been in that place or done that before, but what they were experiencing was a memory from a past life. So I learned years ago some things that changed our lives and made it much easier for all of us. Children that are that highly sensitive and psychic need to be nurtured in a way that normalizes their fear and intuition. When they were little, I remember yelling at them like most moms do. Raising children really tests your patience in so many ways. But I found that if I did yell at them, it would only make the situation escalate and the next thing I knew we were all a mess and everybody was in tears. So for years now, I have not been yelling at them at all. I may raise my voice, you know, from time to time, but I do it in a way that they hear me without screaming at them. This works best for all of us because we're just too sensitive for any sort of negativity. Children that are empaths, sensitive, and psychic respond much better to positivity, at least from my perspective. I am the type of parent that purposely gives my kids mental health days away from school. Now I know that the school and other parents may not agree with this, but I can always feel when they need a break from the chaos. I can feel when they are shutting down and they need to recharge. And I truly do wish that I would have had that in my childhood. Whenever I feel their energy is heavy or they're having emotional meltdowns, I know that they need a good clearing. I will smudge them, I'll do Reiki on them, I'll put them in a sea salt bath with baking soda, or keep them home away from people so that they can detox and recharge. As parents, I think sometimes it's so easy to dismiss their needs because we are just so busy trying to make it through our own day. Life is really so hectic and can be exhausting. And sometimes we may miss that our kids, especially psychic ones, need us more than ever. So when your children tell you that they are scared in the night, trust that there really is a reason. When you see that they are uncomfortable around someone, trust that. When they tell you that they don't want to go to someone's house or to a certain place, I say trust that. Not only psychic children are that sensitive, all children are. They see and feel things that they cannot explain to anyone else. And as they grow up and go into adulthood, most of them will turn this ability off. And then some will not. Some will stay open just as I have. Does it mean that they will all work as psychics? Well, no, but they will be able to use their psychic abilities in their day-to-day -day life, whether they are fully aware of it or not. Now let's go through a little checklist to see if you have a psychic child or perhaps you were this way as a child, and maybe you still are. Number one, psychic kids are great judges of character. Now this one I think is so important because sometimes we as parents miss those cues 
of when they are uncomfortable around somebody, when they don't feel safe or they feel threatened in some way, it usually shows up on their faces. So I'm really good at looking at my kids' eyes when they're meeting someone new because they always know if they feel safe or good around that person. And when they don't, I remove them from the situation. I honor that feeling for them. Number two, they may talk about a past life. So I've seen it so many times with clients of mine where their child has mentioned that they were in a war or that they love tanks and, you know, they can remember specific places and people. It's amazing and it's wild. And I know even my youngest son had come to me one day and he said, Mommy, before I came to earth, when I was in heaven, I asked for you to be my mom. And I thought, oh my gosh, this is wild. And of course I believed him because this is, you know, part of who I am and what I see. And I know that that's true. And I thought that was just amazing. Number three, they are more empathetic to others. So psychic kids are really intuitive and they don't like to see anyone else in pain so they're usually the ones who will go and put their hand on their friend if they're crying or their faces change when they see someone physically in pain they feel that physical pain themselves so they really can empathize with others number four they love nature and animals and they have a special bond with them so I know even for my children they love the forest they love the trees, they love being out in nature um, by water, they love the sound of the wind and all the wondrous things of nature. But one of their favorite things in the entire world are animals, any kind of animal. They just feel this incredible connection to them because they are so pure, they don't have egos, and they do communicate with them. Number five. They will know about things before they happen. And I know that with my oldest son. He would wake up in the morning and he would say, you know, I had this dream about this. And I'd think, okay, that's, you know, so random. And then he would come home from school and say, mom, oh my God, that thing I told you about this morning, it happened today. And I'm just like, wow, he's predicting stuff. It's amazing. Number six. They may have an imaginary friend. So how many times have you heard of a kid, you know, playing off in their room and they'll say to their mom, so-and-so is playing with me and the mom will say, there's nobody in there. Who are you talking to? An imaginary friend is either someone that's a past loved one or it's someone that is part of their spirit team or guardian angel. And it's they sit with them and they don't feel alone. Now, if they were scared of the imaginary friend, that's another story. But if they feel comfortable and they say, oh, the imaginary friend was playing with me and I'm so happy, that's something that's a gift. That's something that is wonderful. Number seven, they are extremely uncomfortable in crowded places. Now, I know for myself as a kid, I was so uncomfortable going into crowded places. I felt like I was suffocating. And even for my kids, I know that you know, even in airports and malls and things, they get overwhelmed so easily. So I do shield their energy so that they don't have to take on all that energy from everyone else. Because in a crowded space, if they're not 
energetically protected with a nice white, pink, and purple bubble of light around them, they will take on all that heavy, heavy energy and all of a sudden they just want to run. They want to get out of there and they want to go home to their safe place. Number eight, sleep can be an issue. They are scared of the dark, have vivid dreams and nightmares. So psychic kids travel at night and it's called astral traveling. And sometimes it's a, you know, a really great dream and it's wonderful. And other times it's horrible and it's scary and they're having night terrors and nightmares and their dreams are so vivid as if they'd been to all these places all evening long. And I would say even for myself, when I was a kid, I had frequent night nightmares and it was, I felt like I was always just scared of everything and I hated going to sleep. So psychic kids really do try to stay up as late as they can because they are almost afraid to go to sleep and they can't explain that to anyone. Number nine, they are very creative and have a very vivid imagination. So children that are psychic really do have a wild sense of imagination and they can, you know, picture the most amazing scenarios and they're really creative where they're crafty or they're, you know, um, into music or singing. They're just really, they love to be able to keep their minds busy. Number 10 is they are very intelligent, but easily distracted. So they could be, you know, naming off random facts that they just, you know, absorbed or they learned something once and they'll never forget it. But you put them in a classroom and it's like they're daydreaming. I know that. I was always daydreaming. I was never present. So it's not that they, you know, aren't capable of learning. They just have no desire to because they just are somewhere else and they're daydreaming all the time. Number 11, they have unexpected mood swings. So that could be at any part of the day. They could be really, really happy and having a wonderful day. Then you take them to a particular store, for example, and they come home and next thing you know, their mood just shifts. It could be that they feel sad or they're crying or they're frustrated and angry. What happens is that they've picked up the energy of others and they really don't know how to manage that and all of a sudden they're so overwhelmed that their mood just completely changes. Number 12, they have behavioral problems that appear to be ADD or ADHD but don't actually have those issues. It's like they, you know, can be accused of not being able to sit still and not pay attention and not absorb anything. But the thing is, psychic children, it's, they just have a hard time sitting in one place and, and it's almost boring in a sense. And they are surrounded, especially in school, they're surrounded with, you know, a classroom usually with like 30 kids in it. Can you imagine trying to focus when you're psychic and you're picking up the energy of everybody else and and then you can't sit still because you just want to go and you got to move and you just can't focus and you can't get your work done. Well, that's a hard thing. Even for me as a kid, I found it really difficult because I, I really would struggle even just trying to get a little project done or, you know, an essay done or anything because I just 
I really did want out of there. I found it overwhelming to be in a classroom with so many people. So number 13, they are empaths and may come home from school, etc., like and act out. And I know this because of my youngest. He would have a wonderful day at school and, you know, he would be happy and everything. But the minute he would come in the door, have a snack, and all of a sudden it was like he would unravel. And it would be tears or it would be frustration or anger. And he just didn't know how to manage everyone else's stuff because it was all over his aura. It was like he couldn't even breathe because, say, that kid at school that day had, you know, not even at him, but yelled at another kid. Well, that would affect my son. And next thing you know, he's coming home and letting all of those person's emotions out, even and none of them were actually his. Number 14, they see or talk to a loved one that is past. So even the ones that they haven't met. So they could be saying, hey, I saw, you know, grandma so-and-so. And, and the mom would be like, well, you never met them. How is that possible? they actually do see them. They know and they don't actually think that they're past. And so a lot of psychic children will mention, hey, you know, grandma so-and-so came to visit me last night while I was sleeping or kissed me goodnight and or is sitting in my room right now playing with me. They really are seeing them. They're not crazy. They really are seeing them. Number 15, they are prone to headaches, anxiety, and fatigue. And I know that with both of my kids, they do get frequent headaches, especially when, not when they're home. Like, you know, the kids have been home now for six months due to COVID and they haven't really had headaches much at all. And it's because they have been home. They've been in a safe place. And I think when they're at school and they have picked up all this energy and stuff, um, they have come home with headaches and they're a little bit more anxious than normal and they are exhausted. And when they are that exhausted, it does mean that they're just exhausted from all the people around them. So this is the best advice that I could give as a psychic, raising psychic children who have not turned off their abilities, is to really, really, really pay attention to your child's energy. Are they extra sensitive? Are they overly emotional? Are they fearful? Learn how to keep their energies and auras clear. Learn tips and techniques. And you can find some of those tips and techniques in the Kids and Spirits episode. So teach them to use their intuition to navigate their lives and honor their boundaries. Trust them when they share their feelings with you. And most importantly, do your best to normalize their fears and anxieties. I truly wish that I had that support growing up and now I'm doing my best to guide my children so that they don't feel alone in this world. I hope this episode gives you a little bit of insight to not only those with children but to those that may have family or friends that have sensitive kids and they don't know why or perhaps it may be for you. Were you this way as a child? So I want to thank you all so much for joining me today on the Divine Messages podcast. Please bear in mind that the perspectives and opinions represented in this podcast are based solely on the Divine Messages interpretations. We can in no way be held responsible for the actions of our followers.